The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome to one show giving you the truth about personal finance. This is Financial Coaching Radio, and I'm your host, Jason Qualls, certified financial planner, one of the only independent commission-free financial advisors in Rutherford County. For all about me, check out Jason Qualls, CFP.com. It's J-A-S-O-N-Q-U-A-L-L-S, CFP.com. What's going on with the inflation report? We got an inflation report recently, and I think this is two in a row, right? Pretty sure. Two in a row. Not as bad as expected. Better than expected. It all depends on how you phrase it. Stock market, of course, um, keeps trying to price in where we're going to be in the future. This is what it does. You know, the stock, part, the stock market typically isn't reacting to things uh, of the day. It is thinking, well, there may be news that comes out or reports or information or data that comes out on a certain day. But it's pricing in what's the market going to be doing six months, a year two years from now and that's the reaction but i kind of like you know the, it's not it's not a shocker but it's news in general right now the news in general just wants to scare the hell out of us so we'll keep the tv or keep whatever medium on uh, locked in with our eyes and you know inflation is real inflation's really kind of, price gouging is what i call it that's really what i think this is it's price gouging <laughs> businesses saw an opportunity it's like hey we can raise some prices, make more money, and then uh, economy's going to slow down a little bit, but we're still going to be making money in the meantime. And it, I don't think it's a game. I think it's just a strategic plan, and regular consumers pay the price. Uh, but inflation's real. Rising interest rates are real. But this doom and gloom uh, attitude is what I'm really referring to. Everything's doom and gloom, right? It doesn't matter what news story. Well, what political side you're on, if you're watching your own respective political news network, everything that comes out, they talk about everything is just a big freaking deal. Are we just a bunch of damn drama queens? When do we turn into these sheep that whatever the talking box says is what we believe to be true? Point of all that is, besides a silly rant that I go on from time to time, is the inflation data for the second time in a row, don't quote me on this, but I believe it's true. It's not as bad as we that they thought the, the experts quote unquote. And I'm not saying things aren't going to slow down. I'm not even saying that I even have a prediction of the future. What I'm saying is, is my belief is I can't 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 control it. And rather speak, I can't control the future. I can't control things like inflation. I can't control things like taxes. But there are certain things that I am in control of. I'm going to worry about that. People spend too much of their damn time worried about things that are out of their freaking control. People drive themselves crazy. They drive themselves crazy. Uh, let's see. Where is this inflation here? 
CPI reports came in cooler than expected, signaling that the persistent inflation that the U.S. has been dealing with likely has peaked. High inflation and subsequent interest rate hikes from the Federal Reserve have weighed on stocks. As inflation cools, some stocks will be poised to gain more than others, according to an inflation analysis from B of A, Bank of America. The Federal Reserve is looking at the wrong housing figures, according to a professor of finance at the University of Pennsylvania, Wharton School of Business. If the Fed stops looking at stale housing data, and I don't know why they don't, they would actually realize that inflation is, as I said a month ago, over. So what's he saying there? It's just it's opinion, right? Do I think you should bury your head in the sand? Well, that's my approach, right? <laughs> if you've been listening to this show for any significant period of time. You used to be all up involved in uh, following every financial talk radio, following you know a lot of news outlets and being really involved. But then I just felt like, I'm not saying, it's not conspiracy theory. I just felt like it doesn't matter what avenue I go to, that I got tired of sifting through the, B, the BS. It doesn't matter if it's CNN, Fox News. My opinion is NBC, ABC, CBS. I don't care that it's just BS. And it doesn't matter. You know, you go to an online source or a more private network or you know, the online stuff or social media, which is even worse. I got tired of trying to figure out what is bullshit and what is not. That's what I'm getting. So I don't really worry about that stuff. I think there's tried and true uh, methodologies and strategies of financial planning and investing. And I know that's not the um, the philosophy that's selling today. It's, it's old school, right? It's, it's, it's old school. It's not sophisticated. It's not sexy. But look, the, the new school and the sophisticated and the, the topic of the week, the topic of the year, the, uh, the buzz term or, or, or terms of the day is gimmicky, right? It's really there to separate you from your money. People who follow podcasts, follow financial newsletters, uh, follow a lot of uh, bogus social media stuff, whether it relates to the economy or relates to anything, they get all twerked up because they're not trying to decipher where the bull crap ends and the truth starts. And that makes them grind their gears and they can't get stuff straight and uh, makes them make terrible investing in financial planning decisions but anyway so are we headed for a recession i don't freaking know i don't think so i think we may be already in it this little mild recession probably coming out of it now but it, i think the term is just so overused like we're just looking for like doom and gloom it's just a slow down there's different levels of recession we had to slow down eventually I had to slow down some as hard as we were running so I don't have a prediction except for I don't care what happens in the next six months or a year. My investment strategy, my clients have an investment strategy based on what they're trying to achieve holistically. It's not a flavor of the day, a flavor of the month, a flavor of the year. We're not monkeying with it all the time. We're not setting it, forgetting it. Not what I'm suggesting, but it is a more of a um, no nonsense um, common sense approach, not a gimmicky sales tactic approach. Because remind you, let me remind you, most financial planners, well, I shouldn't say that word, but financial advisors is the term, right, 
are salespeople. They're trying to separate you from your money by selling you something that may or may not be in your best interest. What you need to do is only work with independent, commission-free, certified financial planners. And if you go that route, the likelihood of you getting screwed over goes way, way down. You want to learn more about what I do, how I do it, go to jasonqualscfp.com. You can also chime in on the social media links at financialcoachingradio.com. We're going to take our first break. When we come back, we'll keep the ball rolling. Local financial talk, because we're on the local right here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, Rutherford County, Middle Tennessee. Check back with you in just a few is stressful and so is shopping for a mortgage take my advice and get a second opinion on the mortgage for your new home or your refinance not all banks and mortgage companies are created equal trust me on this call my friend marshall sparkman with franklin synergy bank at 615-439-0885 great team great process and the best rates marshall sparkman with franklin synergy bank at 615-439-0885 would you trust your doctor or surgeon if they had never been to medical school? Of course not. So why trust your financial future to a financial advisor with little training or education? Anyone can call themselves a financial planner or a financial advisor, but a certified financial planner has been extensively trained. My name is Jason Qualls, and I am one of just a few certified financial planners in this area. So ask your current advisor about their education and training. Then call me, Jason Qualls, certified financial planner at 878-2134 or go to jasonqualscfp.com. Coachingradio.com is the place to learn all about the show. Listen to the show anytime, any worse. Uh, Jason Qualls, CFP.com for all about me. Uh, you don't have to work with me. Be honored to have your business. But this show is not about marketing. Hire me, don't hire me, don't care. Honored. But be honored to have your business. But that's not the point of the show. The point of the show is to inform. We're not selling books. We're not, I'm not selling my son's book, my daughter's book, my uncle's book, my cousin's book, whatever New York Times bestseller that I might or may not have at the moment, which I have none. But if I did, we're not going to peddle it. We don't have a live event. Um, we're not scheduling a live event. We're not selling tickets. Nothing wrong with that. But there is no agenda. We're not using this show to push anything but what I believe to be information that's valuable. No hidden agenda. It's in the intro, as far as I believe. Uh, if you want to chime in, click the social media links or email the show at financialcoachingradio.com. This is a side note to estate planning. And that side note is I've seen this mistake happen so many times. And I have to almost wonder. And, and if you're an attorney and, and if I'm incorrect, please email me, call in, correct me, whatever. But I just don't think that I, I just don't see a reason, at least in the, my client scenarios. What I'm referring to is, and this is a, to me, it's it's bad legal advice. And I don't know if some attorneys are just so hell-bent on just churning out forms. Maybe they, don't, they need extra money and they don't really care about giving sound advice. Maybe they don't know. Um, but here's what I'm talking about. You have aging family members. Usually it's parents. Your mom, dad, or and or both, 
are getting older and you know maybe it's crisis situation where their health is failing but usually it's not it's like they are worried you are worried somebody is worried somebody's freaked you out and said we have to transfer mama's house to me or the kids or somebody we've got to get it out of her name protect it from you know a nursing home recovery and while the idea i understand typically doing what they call a quick claim deed to move the house from mama, daddy, and or to you, your siblings, to get it out of their name, where it's a direct transfer through a quick claim deed, is typically, and I'm just going to be blunt here, stupid. And I have to wonder, how many of these, and if you pull the damn document online, offline, and you just sign the thing, and you're like, because you read it in an article, or your cousin Billy said, wherever you got the information, that's different. That's just not you know, learning the, the pros and cons of doing it. But if you get to an attorney's office, you're like, we're concerned that mama's going to lose her house if she goes to a nursing home. We'd like to go ahead and get it out of her name. And the attorney goes, okay. <laughs> do you ne- Maybe you do have the conversation, and the client doesn't listen. But you are the, the legal expert. Say, hey, there's... I get under understand why you're doing that, why you want to do that. Maybe we take a different avenue than the quick claim deed to get the house out of mama's name and protected from a Medicaid uh, recovery. And we preserve tax benefits. Because here's what happens. So let's let me give you a scenario. And this is gonna be extreme to make the point. When you make you do a quick claim quick claim deed of real estate. To get it out of whoever family member's name down to your name or whoever's name to avoid a Medicaid nursing home recovery. Potentially. Let's say mom or dad back in 1980 bought this house for $100,000. And $100,000 in 1980 bought you a pretty good crib in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. And they held on to that sucker and they own it in 2022, 23, whatever. And now that hundred thousand dollar house that they bought in nineteen eighty is now worth five hundred thousand. There's four hundred thousand. Now that's not all profit, and I'm not getting into the deal of. It's just you paid a hundred, now it's worth five hundred. Not talking about what the profit is. If you give that house away while you're alive through a quick claim deed, the basis, which is a hundred thousand dollars of what you paid for it, transfers over to the new owner. So let's just use a one-child scenario. Mama wants to give her house to little Johnny because she's worried about a nursing home spend down. She does a quick claim deed for whatever reason, through bad advice or bad information. And the $100,000 basis that she paid for back in 1980 transfers over to little Johnny. And little Johnny, let's say in the future when Mama passes away, wants to sell the house. He has a taxable gain of in this simple scenario, $400,000. So little Johnny has to pay tax on a $400,000 gain, which is going to cost them eighty dollars to $100,000 in taxes, maybe more depending on how it affects your income and every other parts of your tax attorney you have going on. Why would you do this transaction if there is a scenario where you don't have to pay the eighty or a hundred thousand dollars in taxes. You can accomplish the same dang thing. But in this deal, you cannot get it done. 
So let's let, uh, in a second, let's let John Baker weigh in on some of this stuff. We'll talk more about this later. So this is Financial Coaching Radio. undercover study found that over 89% of paid tax preparers made mistakes. You heard me right. Over 89%. Is your tax person making mistakes? Tax mistakes cost you money and may even lead to an IRS audit. I recommend you get a second opinion on your tax return today by calling Tothero Helen Welch CPAs at 848-1072. Tothero Helen Welch has been providing tax services to individuals and businesses for over 50 years. So call them today at 848-1072 or go to thwcpa.com. Get a second opinion. Get a second opinion. Get a second opinion. I'm Jason Qualls, commission-free certified financial planner. I can't stress enough how important it is for you to get a second opinion on your investments in financial plan. Unfortunately, since most financial advisors care more about selling you financial products than providing objective advice, it can be hard for you to know who has your best interest in mind. Call me, Jason Qualls, a commission-free certified financial planner for a free no obligation investment review at 878-2134 or go to my website jasonquallscfp.com You have worked your entire life for what you have and you deserve to determine how your assets are passed on to your loved ones. Make sure your estate plan is in order by calling John Baker estate planning attorney today at 896-5621. Estate planning is not about you but those you leave behind. For more go to bakercouncil.com or call 896-5621. John Baker, estate planning attorney, BakerCouncil.com is his web address. John, welcome back to the show. Yeah, thanks, Jason. Always great to be here. All right, so let's talk. You know, we had a lot of celebrity cases coming up. Anyone that's kind of caught your eye? You know, a lot of celebrities have passed or had their own estates kind of settled or there have been disputes. Is there a recent one that's kind of jumped out at you as, hey? Of course, everyone was talking about Britney Spears for a long time. But of the newer celebrity cases. You know, I haven't, I haven't really kept up with it uh too much lately uh the uh uh the uh you know so it's uh i don't know you have any indian who who has died recently that we have we tried to think back but well you I, had the the much. actress what was her name um i think they were fighting over her stuff it wasn't ellen degeneres but it was maybe her former oh, her, part, her uh former partner, yeah, partner or ex-wife and or I, something and and i don't recall her her name she left everything to her spot her son or something i think that was yeah. an issue yeah, and I have not. I have not heard it, heard much on that one. So, but uh, the, the recurring theme with these estate planning cases with celebrities is typically lack of planning. Right? They just don't have a a clear, defined uh, course of action when they pass away, and it leads people to fight and yeah. sue, and ends up in the news. Right? Yeah, and I, you know, and we've you know we've talked about a, a number of them over the years. I guess one that comes to mind it seems like uh, James Brown, and it seems like I did read something recently on 
he is but uh you know he died years ago and and and, and that's uh you know st- you know something that you know remained in dispute and in courts for 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 many many years and uh you know what's interesting about talking about celebrities i think it is 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 it, it's it's we and it's not to single out celebrities as as being really any different than anybody else but but they're just they can be good cases just to highlight you know what was done right or what was done wrong or, or what might have been able to what else might they have been able to do to avoid issues and you know sometimes it's complicated enough where uh uh you know there's going to be some issues that have to be worked out but uh but if there's good planning in place you know it'll minimize uh you know the, the the disputes and and facilitate you know a, a more uh, smooth administration, of, you know for the beneficiaries in law school or just in the maybe continuing education scenarios. Do is this discussed in the estate planning legal community? Do these cases just do they yeah, make make so. waves? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Obviously, they're news stories, but everything is. Yeah, a news story, I, I think right? it's kind of you know they're kind of interesting to the lawyers. I think for the same reasons it kind of interests the public. You know, these are known celebrities, people we've you know known in the media or in the movies or sports or something. So they're they're just kind of interesting cases. Uh, you know, and some of them get real complicated. Uh, like you know, Prince, the Prince case. You know, as I recall, there, did there he was even no have will. an estate? There was plan? no will, so there was a fight. <laughs> over who 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 are even the heirs or the beneficiaries of all of this and so you know you know that that's 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 very complicated and and you know so in the prince case you know what what is that kind of an example of that's someone who was in his 50s you know very active and in life and uh, uh wasn't probably thinking about dying you know, was you know, you know, at that moment, and that's common in America, right? Yeah, but you know, and I think that's the way a lot of us think. That's why younger people don't do estate planning because, you know, they they're not expecting to die tomorrow. You know, they they're young. Have young. you seen a shift in so, that over the last few years? I um, I think I, I do think the COVID situation has made people more attuned to the need to plan, and even some younger people. So a lot of more they're 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 making the phone calls, scheduling yeah. the meetings. Hey, let's get a will. Let's get a trust. Yeah. Let's get I th- powers I of attorney. Do. I do think you see a little bit more. It, it's still younger people are still going to be uh, you know a lower percentage doing the planning, uh, but but I think that I think they are. Uh, I think COVID's had something to do with it, and uh, you know and maybe just general awareness. People are I think much more knowledgeable about estate planning and, and then you know maybe in the past so we're just tuning in we're talking estate planning with john baker bakercouncil.com is his web address um on the have you seen any stats recently of the percentage of americans without an estate plan without a will <laughs> have you seen i haven't seen it in a long time that, no it, it's like no, one it's, in four yeah probably pretty low one Some, in four have it probably, three or four don't i'd say among adults probably maybe one in five you know have a probably. will Something wow. like that. That's amazing. And and of course, most of them that do have planning are older. They're probably sixty or older. Those, those are the ones that they're thinking more about it. And and, and you you do probate as a part of your practice. Right. Mm-hmm. So with your experience of going through the court process with people who have estate planning and not, and I, obviously this is going to sound like you're biased, but just your observation. What is the hassle factor and cost factor of not not having the planning on average for a typical Middle Tennessee person? 
Well, I, I do think it adds some complexity to it. And, and the issue that I am running across sometimes when, when there's not a will is when there's not a will, but there is real estate. And what you'll find is that the title insurance underwriters and their attorneys uh, want affidav- what we call affidavits or sworn statements from unrelated persons to verify who the heirs are and then those documents get filed in the records offices well sometimes that's kind of hard to do and uh or maybe it's a person who died and i've got a case right now that we don't even know who all the heirs are and it's going to be tied up for months and months in court till that gets figured out had the person simply made a will and named the beneficiary or beneficiaries, we wouldn't be spending all this time trying to figure out who the heirs were. So it can add tremendous cost, I think, particularly if there are a lot of heirs or unknown heirs. Who determines? Who, who yeah. makes these? Well, ultimately, somebody's passed away. How do you just? How, who, who makes the the affidavit? It yeah. Says so who, well, so so like a living so, relative. So, so let's say that, that we know who the heirs are. You know, maybe there's two children, and they, the two children are the heirs. Then we need to find two unrelated persons who will testify or verify that they are the heirs. And uh, that's typically what you'll need. Now, occasionally, and I've had this happen, particularly if, it, if it's you know, a very elderly person who died, uh, there may not be a, a lot of people that know that person personally that are still living (laughs) other than family right and i had a case one time that we were kind of scrambling to find two two witnesses to do that so it it just adds a a, a lot it's got to go somewhere right so 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 that's just an example of a real estate issue i've come across when we don't have a will and we're we're looking to the heirs at law just heirs at law are basically your next to kin they're defined in the tennessee laws as to who that would be uh if you die with uh a spouse and children it's it's going to be your spouse and children if you don't have a spouse or children uh then it's going to revert back toward your parents and if your parents are deceased then it's going to typically then divert out to your siblings but we have to go through all of that and uh so so I th- it, it is always good. And you got to get somebody to basically sign a sworn statement saying that that's true. That, that's survival. right. And, and so the other thing, too, is that, you know, something could come up either either prior to death or after death that, that's going to require a, a, an estate administration, even maybe when originally, you know, one wasn't expected. You know, maybe there, there's, there's some monies that are going to pay into the estate. Maybe there were some pending lawsuits that are going to pay into the estate. So all those things uh, could happen, even if you think your estate is simple, or even if you've got your uh, spouse on all of the accounts or your children on all of the accounts, you still need to have that will, if nothing else, as a backup to make, in case you know something more complicating comes up after your death. John, you deal with Medicaid planning and asset protection in part of your practice, and I've seen this quite often over the years, and I know we've discussed it, but I want to touch on it briefly. The purpose of a quick claim deed and when it should be used. I'm talking about losing stepped up basis here for people who are fearful of a nursing home asset recovery situation. So they give away mama's house to the children early through a quick claim deed. Uh, There are other scenarios, other strategies to use. Is it is what is really a good scenario where a quick claim deed should be used where it doesn't affect like tax issues? So basically what we're talking about is, 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 you know, just gifting an asset and the tax ramifications of gifting the asset 
So assuming we don't have a gift tax issue, which most of, for most folks there won't be, um, you know, then we're, like you said, we're looking at what we call step up in basis and capital gains taxes for if and when the property is eventually sold. And so if mama just deeds the property over to the children, the children are going to uh, take uh, mama's basis, which will be what she paid for the property, which could have been years ago. And a lot lower than what it's worth today. a lot lower than what it's worth today. So all that appreciation in value, that gain, um, you know, the children may have to pay taxes on that, you know, when mama dies because they did not get the step up to the current value when she died. They get her original basis when she uh, acquired the property. Well, she gave it away while she lived. And she gave it away while she was living instead of passing it, you know, through an estate. Now, we have ways to gift to preserve the step up in basis. Uh, I mean, the most simple way is a life estate deed. Now, but, when attorneys that are get involved and do these mm-hmm. quick claim deeds, are they just not aware that these other strategies that accomplish the... Or, or is it just they're just taking orders from the, the client? I, you know, probably when, when that happens, a lot of times it's probably someone going to a title company or a real estate attorney's office and saying, I want a quick claim deed, you know. And they're like, okay, this, that's not their deed. practice. That's okay. You know, they haven't really been retained necessarily to, to, to address the ramifications of it or, or the potential tax issues. So, so the deed gets done and. So the moral of this story, before you give away a major asset while you're alive, consult someone who has legal expertise. Yeah, and, and, you know, talk to your CPA, you know, talk to your, your attorney. You know, it's a, to, to deed your house or some other big property to a child as a gift is a big deal, okay? You need to understand the ramifications and what your options are. John Baker, estate planning attorney. BakerCouncil.com has an office right here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. John, what is the best phone number for those who have questions off the air? Yeah, we're at uh, 615-896-5621. John, I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Have a Merry Christmas. All right, you too. All right, this is Financial Coaching Radio. Stick around. I'll wrap up the show in about two. When lights close the tired eyes, I'll soon be with you, my love. Surprise I'll be with you darling soon I'll be with you when the Would you like your business to be more efficient? Well-organized financial records are the foundation of any successful business. Taking advantage of your competition today by calling Tothero Helen Welch CPAs at 848-1072. They can provide you with expert bookkeeping, payroll services, tax planning, and much, much more. Go to THWCPA.com or call them at 848-1072 today. Do you have a financial plan? I'm not talking about a worthless binder full of pretty charts and graphs. Are you certain you're on track to reach all your financial goals? A comprehensive financial plan is about so much more than just your IRA and mutual funds. It involves risk management, tax planning, professional investment management, retirement, and estate planning. Make sure your entire financial life is in order by calling me, Jason Qualls, a commission-free certified financial planner at 878-2134 or go to my website, jasonquallscfp.com. Show. It's getting your dog. No books to sell, no seminar tickets. 
The other guys, just a few minutes here. I want to make sure it's stressing. I've been kind of beating this drum off all show. It's the thing. You know, we're not going to cover every topic that you do. You think sexier of the moment. We're just thinking about hey, this is something that's going on in our area. This is the advice. This is something we can do better. You can do better. You can learn more. We can all learn more. And that's what we try to do on Financial Coaching Radio. Uh, it's not a one-stop shop. But if you want to catch the show anytime, anywhere, listen online, podcast, iTunes, all that stuff, financialcoachingradio.com. And as I say in the intro, I am one of the only independent, fee-only certified financial planners in the area. Learn what I do, how I do it, why I do it the way I do. I am different. And there's not many advisors that do business the way I do. And there's a reason for that. I won't go into it to detail today. It's a whole different rant, but you can learn more at Jason Qualls cfp.com j-a-s-o-n-q-u-a-l-l-s-c-f-p.com appreciate you listening today every day keeping it locked in right here on wgns this is the local place for all things talk financial sports everything it's all right here enjoy the station keep it locked in i'll see you next time on financial coaching radio